Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you guys see those pictures that were around yesterday? The tornado in yeah. Montebello? That looks scary. That was crazy. I actually thought of you because you get scared of all that stuff yeah. just when it doesn't make any sense. Well, I, that's look, one that doesn't I make I worry any about sense. fires and mudslides and earthquakes yeah. and the last few months flooding and all those things. Yeah. But typically tornadoes in SoCal are not something that you, you got to concern add yourself that to with. the list. Do you ever get a tornado in uh, Iowa, Taylor? Is that a regular part of your life? Yeah, it's re- I mean, we'd go to the basement for tornado warnings a lot when wow. I was a little kid. I had a little bag packed with my favorite stuffed animals and stuff. In was it, it just a thing that you just <laughs> had? And like, okay, we're going to the basement, tornado watch. Summertime, yep, tornadoes all the time. We had a lot in Virginia, too. Really? Yeah, I had. we had like a lot of times it happened in the summer in Virginia. Like, go to the basement, same thing. It uh, gets really scary. My mom, so she moved. She went to medical school, veterinary school in at Purdue in Indiana. And she, for a long time, didn't know what the tornado sirens were about. They're loud. Yeah, so they're loud, and she just like, didn't react the first time and almost got caught in a tornado. So that's bad. Yeah, I don't no know. I, I go to the kitchen. I don't, I don't know where to go. <laughs> there is. We don't have basements go to here. The go to the hallway. Bathtub. That's a good idea. Bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Or but like, now we got those chintzy bathtubs that are like made out of fiberglass. Like the idea was that they're made out of cast yeah. iron yeah. and you couldn't pay. We have I, glass sliding <laughs> doors. Avoid, and, uh, that's not going to help. Is the best thing. So if it, also if it's like a closet on the ground floor with no windows too is helpful. Anywhere that closet, you don't have closet. a have a window. Yeah. No, I'm just going. How far are you from Disneyland? Twenty miles. Okay. Twenty five. Going to Disneyland right after the show. What? Yeah. Well, who are you going with? So I got my uh, my sister's family is down there. So they went this morning. Okay. And I'm just going to go meet them down there. Get there probably about 2.30 and spend the rest of the day with them. That's not your jam. We've talked about this before. You're kind of yeah. lukewarm on the whole Disneyland experience. So it, this will be okay because first off, it's about half a day, less than even half a day, right? <laughs> There's going to be dinner involved, so I don't have to Where be there. The Blue Bayou? I have no idea. <laughs> wherever the wherever my nieces decide to pick, which Carnation? is probably going to be yeah there's, one of those. There's only like five places there. You could go to the country. Well, we Critter might go. Jamboree. They got burgers there, so it's pretty good. We could go off, as in take off from Disneyland and go eat somewhere, but that's like a real sales job there. It then is. I'm really putting together a presentation. Then you got to go back in, especially. Well, no, they'll you, be done. Oh, so then they'll just oh, okay, go down to San Diego. Little, I thought there. you were talking about like leave and come back no. in. That's a whole that's no. a whole nother thing. Yeah. So you're gonna take in right Space Mountain. What are you gonna do? I'll do Space Mountain. I like Space Mountain. People make fun of Space Mountain. Why? Who, I don't who know. Makes fun of Space Mountain. I have one buddy that's like Pirates of the Caribbean is so much better. I'm like, no, it's not. Depends what you, on what we're doing. Nine. So here's the thing. It depends on who we're with and what we're doing. Yeah. Adult. Travis has a different take on it than like teenage Travis. Yep. Teenage Travis, we want to do Space Mountain, you want to do Thunder Mountain, you want to do the Matterhorn, you want to do all those kind of mm-hmm. things, right? That because they're fast and it's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Adult Travis, big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Here's why: it's like 15 minutes long and it's air conditioned, right? So yeah. you go inside and you float well, today around. Shouldn't be an issue with that. Though. What's that? Air conditioning thing, you don't need it today. It's not going to Not bad. today, but I'm saying- But in you know, general, going to Disney. In general, Anaheim can get kind of hot, yeah. and you're inside. This is why I remember when I'd go with my folks when I was a kid, and 
they'd want to go to the tiki room. And I'm like, the tiki room's so cheesy. It's like talking totem poles and yep. singing plants and birds. But like they had is, a game plan. This is but what I didn't realize at the time, it's dark and it's air conditioned and it's long. That's what you're looking for when you're an adult. And when you're eight years old, you'll stand in line for the Autopia for two hours and not give it a second thought. I'm going to drive a car. I get to do it. As an adult, you're like, I drive a car every day. I don't need to do this. I want to go sit in an air-conditioned dark room. It's a very different experience. I haven't been to Disneyland since definitely pre-COVID. So we're talking at least probably been four or five years since I've been down I've there. I've been once Maybe four years. I like yeah. it. I, I, I have very fond well, so memories of it. My kids love it. They yeah. still like it, even though they're mostly adult at this point. We always have a good time. Yeah. It, one, one of the things, the a uh, lot of people, you know, obviously in Southern California, you get the season pass. I, I, I know people that go for like half a day once a month yeah right like they just kind of make it a uh make it a reoccurring thing there was some but, guy that pre i'm sorry I'm, that uh pre-pandemic had been like i don't know what oh, it was yeah, like 900 this. days and yep. more than that it was yeah, like it 10 was, years mm-hmm. where he'd gone every single day and then the pandemic kind of broke his story. yeah there was someone that was going around recently that wanted to ride every single disney ride across the world any any ride and he accomplished it over period of time but a reason to go to disneyland right now and why it's actually going to probably be pretty fun for you it's the california food and wine festival so like you get a lot of food wine as long as you go to the california adventure park side yeah, of it be on the other side right? yeah yeah so yeah, there's a park I, hopper and I went on March 3rd and had a lot of really fun drinks, food. Um, like, I mean, I think Disney has pretty fun, good food for a um, mm. amusement park in general, but they stepped it up for this festival. How late is Disneyland open till? I'm going to say, what, it's today? 11? Thursday? I'll say 10. My guess would be 10. Oh, no, 10. it's got to be late in 10 because the fireworks go like 9, 11. I think Emily's probably right there. I got a question for you. Midnight. So- is it midnight? Mm-hmm. There you go. Even better. Spend, just spend the night. Stay at the California Grand Hotel, which, by the way, great hotel. Great bar down there. Just letting you know, it's not not the worst place in the world. Um, going back to the Lakers, going back to LeBron's return, going back to wh- whether or not he comes back and not. Does the way that these final games play out, do the way that the play-in tournament potentially plays out, does their first-round playoff opponent, the, the result of that matter to what they do for next season because there are reports out there there's a report in the athletic talking about how the lakers are very unlikely to pursue kyrie irving next season that they're they're more likely to run this group of guys back hope everybody gets healthier gels blah 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 but what if they miss what Mm -hmm. if they lose in the play-in what if they are the eighth seed or the seventh seed and they're you know they're five games or four games and they're out right away and it really doesn't come together does the result of the next two weeks and whatever, however much basketball they get after that, because look, if they get to the Western Conference Finals or maybe even the second round, you're like, yeah, look, this this works pretty well. Let's run it back. I think it takes care of themselves. But if they don't get in or lose in the play-in or are a very easy, quick out in the first round, yeah. does it change the Kyrie calculus? So I, I think it's impossible to think that – I'm going to tell you what I think – how the Lakers front office would look at that situation. And I'll give you my opinion if you want on that. But I think it's impossible to not think that the Lakers front office will not, at least in their mind, say, if Kyrie Irving was on this team and you got rid of D'Angelo Russell, and there's a number of players that they basically have to just get rid of in order to make this happen, right? Just clear enough space. Clear right? enough space. Jovan Bo has a good article about it in The Athletic that you were talking about. 
but you're you're basically going to have to the concept of building a team is gone again, and now you're basically saying, okay, we got three superstars, which I don't think I think there's I think we'd be mistaking ourselves to not think that that Los Angeles Lakers front office plus LeBron James has had won a championship with Kyrie Irving plus the Lakers were clearly trying to get Kyrie Irving before the trade deadline. So I think we'd be crazy to think that that's not a scenario that would play into their mind. Let's say the Lakers are eliminated quick. I think it does add a little bit more of, um, hey, you know what, this... the idea was cool. The concept was cool. But if we could go get another top 20, top 15 player in the NBA, just go get him and take your chances. The further they go, the more success that they have, I think it does kind of quiet down some of that conversation. But I don't think it goes away until you have kind of a clear path. Is LeBron cool with what's going on? Is AD cool with what's going on? I don't on? think he matters at all. Um, you'd be surprised. I think he does I, I, matter. Uh, why? I mean, I, I, I think I'll tell you why. Let I, me tell you why. Yeah. Because if he's the second best player, that's what he is. He is the second best player on a championship team. That's what he was back in 2020. Three years ago. But he is the concept of a second best player. Even if tomorrow LeBron James decided I'm done playing basketball. Now you're going to try to go find another player that is probably better than Anthony Davis at the best case scenario or as good and say let's go from there yep. that's why I think there's some there's some power I, there. I, I think that the writing is very clearly on the wall with the ceiling you have with him as your guy I, I, I don't I, and I think you'd have to be really trying hard not to see it and try to talk yourself into well let's get his input because he's the he's the future of the no no, no. Le, LeBron is still that guy and they make a run and, and they a run, I think, constitutes the second round and being competitive in it. I don't know if you have to win the second round, but I do think you need to get there, and I think you at least need to look tough, right? Mm-hmm. That, I think, can constitute a run for this team. I think if they have a run, and obviously anything more than that qualifies, then you just kind of say, you know what, let's try it again. Let's yeah. give it a full season. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very easy sales job, and I think that LeBron – would probably be on board with that because it's just very obvious. Anything short of that, I think, comes down to what LeBron thinks. I'm not saying that short of it means that he automatically says, give me Kyrie Irving. But there's weight. But there's a, you know, look, I still think, I know what Kyrie is, to your point. We did win a title. It's a while ago. Kyrie has become more unpredictable. Mm. Kyrie has become less... um, less as far as available for i guess for a, a lack of a better for word. whatever reasons for, wh- for whatever reasons mm-hmm. they, they, for all of the re- probably quite frankly far more than just basketball reasons but if lebron wants it i think it would be very hard not to pursue it and, and maybe you couldn't come because the idea of a Ky- Kyrie on the lakers with lebron is intriguing Kyrie irving is terrific but a long-term Kyrie irving deal seems like such a bad idea it seems like such because this is not one of those cross your fingers and hope it works out you know it's not at some point now maybe in the short term you get one maybe in the short term it works perfectly maybe in the short term he and lebron rekindle the magic they had in cleveland and you're like oh my gosh we're the best team in the western conference all over again here we go but if you have a long-term deal with that dude something crazy is going to happen because yeah. it always does. And it's so hard to even think. And that's the pressure. Obviously, that's the pressure that 
Kyrie would put on uh, the Lakers is, sure, you want me to come in free agency? Cool. I, I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying of to course. get a long-term deal. But the idea and the concept of anything long-term with Kyrie is... Uh, would you get and, a long-term and, deal? No, I would not. I wouldn't and, either. And by the way, on top of that, LeBron's not a long-term player. Right. There's, there's only... But at, maybe you can get him without it. That's the tricky part, right? LeBron, let's just say hypothetically, is... Let's say he opts into his contract in the second year. He's got next year, and then he opts into the contract the second year. That's two additional. That's two more full years that you have LeBron James. To think there's a window of Kyrie past that? No, that's, no that's, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that. This is from Rich, and Rich writes, guys, you need to abandon this idea that Kyrie will make the Lakers that much better. He won't, and they'll be worse than they were without him. That That's the great question, right? I, I do think they're a lot better with him. The, the, the Russell Westbrook thing that clearly didn't work is the fit was dreadful. The fit with LeBron and Kyrie and AD seems really good. There isn't a okay who it, it just it's a bad mix of ingredients. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good mix of ingredients. The wild card is not the basketball; it's the dude, it's the guy. Where you just don't know if he's gonna do something wild and crazy you're yeah. like oh my gosh what, what did he post mm-hmm. he, wait what do you mean he's not coming to work today you just those are things that have happened he's created and, a narrative that you have hesitation it has nothing to do with basketball but but i, I want to push back a little on that it's not a narrative it's a fact it's mm-hmm. not a story that we've created with these pieces it's just true mm-hmm. he's really hard difficult in cleveland difficult in boston difficult in Jer- in uh, brooklyn now Dallas, it's been pretty short and it's been mostly good, but there was even that thing he posted. It's like, dude, what, why are we doing that now? You guys are barely. It's like, just don't do that. Go play. If I, I think, you know, I think we're all hoping for this. I think if the Lakers are able to make some kind of a run, whatever your definition of a run is, but they're in the playoffs. And then if you're matched up against Denver in the first round, and you lost to the Nuggets, but it could have gone either way. And LeBron, let's say, wasn't there that entire time, right? Like, let's say LeBron is still kind of trying to get his feet back and everything else, but there's enough that you could see and you could say to yourself, guys, let's just start next season with a team. Let's just start next season with a squad. Let's have a little bit of familiarity when you go into training camp. Can you just kind of let this thing marinate a little bit? You can't keep going it back to the plant and watering it more and saying, well, where the hell are the oranges, right? Like you got to, there's a season for it and it just kind of comes. Doing. They have been doing <laughs> That's that. what they've been doing. So but, the, but they do it again is not off the option I, tree. I, I don't disagree with you, but if they, let's say, were eliminated in the playing tournament, yeah. I think that becomes more of a viable. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that noise might get a little bit louder. I didn't go anywhere. By the it's way, to LeBron's do this, decision. to do this, to create the space that we're talking about, you would renounce the rights to D'Angelo Russell and Rui, decline a team option on Beasley, waive Vanderbilt and Mo Bamba. Um, Lakers could technically keep Reeves. And or Vanderbilt, um, at least one of those plays. It sounds like one of the two. Basically, what you're saying is, how can you trade the MVP <laughs> <laughs> or, or let him walk out to not trade? Reeves, you might be able let to him keep leave. Him. That he's, dude's going to get paid. The MVP of the team for the last five days, <laughs> and he, he should get paid. He's won two games virtually by himself along the way. Uh, we are within a couple of weeks and less. We're about a week away from opening day in Major League Baseball. Dodgers have some question marks. Who's got the biggest one? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's kind of a little Hawaiian vibe here, or a little surf vibe. What am I? What am I getting here, Taylor? This is Link Ray. Yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of watching guys surf and maybe having a burger. I don't Some know, it feels Hawaiian chill. feels chill. <laughs> Space Mountain music. Oh well, they, they turn. They got the, kind of like a little rock soundtrack that plays now. Oh really? Yeah. So they put those speakers like right behind your head. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. That didn't used to be there a million years ago, and it's got like kind of this little bit cosmic but it's kind of got like this guitar riff through the whole thing that's kind of aggressive it's fun i like it slee why don't you tell me about six rain. flags your family i know well, it's kind of out of the way pass. but here's the thing yeah i'm an <laughs> annual pass holder the nieces uh you're talking about second grade and first grade i don't think they're going to be going on um i don't think they're gonna be going on any of those big rides no one how in my is, family how old, are they? how old are the nieces um eight and six. Oh, that's the sweet spot. Yeah, eight yeah, and six. But that's, a little, a little young spot. for the big scary rides. Yeah, but but like for all of the other yeah. stuff, it's like the none perfect of spot. my they, characters. Disney people do like do they like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and by the way, my my this is actually the first time either of them have been to Disneyland. Oh, so this is the first time that they've oh, awesome. beautiful. Which is why that's I'm, really fun. Go make the go make the uh, uh, the trip down there. But oh. you were you were saying for Six Flags. None of my family likes roller coasters. Nobody does. I'm kind of, and I, growing up, bro, I was scared of all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, I'm still scared of it. Even when I'm on the ride waiting, and the, uh, you know, you're just kind of starting to go up in whatever roller coaster it is. I'm like, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? And then you kind of start going. But nobody's a big fan of roller coasters. Speaking of which, I have, uh, I forgot to mention this when we're talking about Disneyland. You need to get a road corn dog. You need to pull an Emily. Oh yeah, I got leaving. a tweet on that. That confused me. Yeah, now I got <laughs> it. Lopez. The pieces yeah. are back. So you got to get um, the road corn dog. It's in. Uh, it's on Main Street. As you're, if you're leaving, you're you're not facing the castle. You're leaving Main Street. Okay. And left. it's on your left, yeah, and it's a big it red wagon, <laughs> and you can get in line for it. And then road corn dog is perfect thing to do. You know what else you can get at that exact same spot? What? Giant bag of Cheetos. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> that aren't chips. You know that's kind of funny because they are the deluxe option as the side to your corn dog. Look, you may do this just to just, just to prove that I, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I think I would bet my car that you will not get a corn dog on your way out of the park. <laughs> or maybe someone in your family. Okay, might. I, I will say this: I haven't yeah, had one there. in a long time. You don't strike me as a corn dog. Okay, kind I of haven't guy. had one in a long time, but corn dogs are delicious. They're very good, especially those ones. They're like really crunchy and, and huge. big. They're Ooh, huge. Yeah. 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 No, they are. You're not wrong. They, and you they're going to say, "Hey, Uncle Al, where are we going to dinner?" The batter and that corn no one dog. Would be angry. A, there's a little honey or something, and it's a little sweet. It's it's quite good. The only person who would get angry in that would be my brother-in-law. Is like, 
what do you you're going to feed my kids a corn dog? Yeah, like, right, get, get them each one. Never mind. Like the six year the six year old will probably take her a week to finish that thing. It's like this big. <laughs> it's it's gigantic. Just maybe have him split one. Cut it right down the middle so he get like a corn dog boat. You ever bought something and like you put it in your car? It could be anything. It could be a broom. It could be this or like something that's just too long. And you have to put it in between, like from the driver's seat. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> That's going to be the corn of dog. Of course. You, so I never, th- I can't believe it took me this long to think of this. Do you spoil your nieces? Um, I don't know if it, if spoil, like, but give me a definition stuff. of spoil. I will buy, buy them just stuff. stuff just because. Yeah. Just I will. because, yeah. Hey, you want that? I got you. I'll get you that. Yeah. Do you buy them stuff that their parents will not buy? Like them? when you go out with Uncle Slee, you're right. like, oh, we're going to go get we're gonna fries. Get, we're going to go get whatever we want, basically. Uh, I'm pretty good at if, if, if I know their parents don't want them to have something, then I'll, I'll kind of stick that's to the what rules you, on that. That's what you do get. Like my no, buddy no. John, when when Bobby was little, like three or four or five years old, every Christmas he would buy Bobby a gift, and the only two criteria were that it has a million pieces and it was loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because he knew Annoyed Susan Travis. and I would hate it. Right? He bought him this helicopter one time that had to be this big. Right? Okay. It was like an army helicopter that shot projectiles out of this thing, so it was a little, not dangerous, but it, it had these, had a million pieces and it had. It would play music like 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 Apocalypse Now music, and it would say "Come out and fight," and it would it would make this machine go. It was the loudest damn thing, and he was so thrilled that Susan and I saw the box. We're like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Perfect." I have because uh, he gets to leave at the end of the day. No, my my sisters are pretty good for christmas for birthdays like i asked them what do you what do you think they would like and i i always end up getting the cool stuff because they're like okay let him get buy that him the thing they're not supposed to have i know buy buy him a bunch of makeup or something <laughs> that's what I, I don't know what the thing is they're not supposed to have but buy that got her a cell phone <laughs> so perfect yes get them each a cell phone pixel had a special <laughs> buy buy one get two free also i have a so uh espn los angeles tweeted out our picks from the chip draft and then they also have a poll attached to the bottom. Does anyone want to guess who's leading in the poll? Ah, it's probably a runaway. Slee. I took it. It's actually Slee. Yeah. yeah. Allen is leading with 33% of the votes. Then next is Travis with 28.2%. I just voted 35%. <laughs> then I'm with 20%. And then Taylor has 18%, which, surprised, which isn't surprising because Cheetos aren't a chip. So. Mm. She's going to die on that hill, Al. I am going to die on that hill. It's going to be a lovely hill with a nice little view that I have, and I'm going to eat well, my chips. And a, and a body. Off, first off, they screwed up, because there's a big difference between Flamin' Hot Cheetos and regular Cheetos. Yeah. And they different. did not give you the Flamin'. They didn't give him the details. Of I know, right? I, sa- I said Flamin'. He did uh, say Flamin'. It was my fault. I sent the list to Carlos. You can blame me. She, I'm just trying to sabotage. She had the first pick. She's rigging it. She She's puts us two and three, which we know are the worst picks. Sorry, when I make the rules, I can bend the rules, okay? But for her, look at Look at for hers. For hers, it says restaurant style tortilla chips. There's 14 words to <laughs> describe her chips. <laughs> yeah, but he but said, Taylor can't get exactly, flaming hot. Exactly. All right. So opening day is right around the corner for the Dodgers um, and, the, and and everybody else for that matter. Dodgers open up on Saturday. Oh, that's the spring training schedule. Hold on. Stand by, Slee. Thursday, March 30th. Seven days. They yeah. open up a week from today. That's right. One week. Uh, uh, against the Diamondbacks, who they play. Eight times in their first ten games. Padres got the Literally. Rockies. Do they? I don't know how often they have them, but I have a feeling it's going to be Rockies and Diamondbacks for the first month. Okay, this is. I'm looking at this right now. 
What was the ticket price for the WBC? 185 is the average. What do you think the low ticket is for opening day at Dodger Stadium? It says the ticket's as low as blank. What do you think it is? Let me let me ask you let me ask you is it a day game or is it, it is a, a night seven game? ten first pitch which is super weird in my entire life I can't remember the day Dodgers games? opening at home at night I just I don't yeah. ever remember it but that's what they're doing so it must be a TV thing uh, I'll go low end one sixty it's a hundred which seems way too close to the championship game of the World Baseball Classic. Like, the opening day is fun, but it's not particularly meaningful as far as, like, the outcome of the game. It's just festive. Yeah. They put out bunting, and they line up on the foul lines, and then after that, it's just one of 162 games. just seems weird. Anyway, the Dodgers have some new players. they got some guys coming back from injuries and everything else. Who's the guy that got a, that has to outkick his performance or step up more than you would expect? The Athletic was talking about this, and I, I think that it's a, a fairly obvious answer because it benefits the team and it benefits himself the most. Some of these, like Noah Syndergaard needs to pitch well for Noah Syndergaard, right? He needs to resurrect his performance. Um and then there's other guys that need to pitch well. Chris Taylor has to play well for the Dodgers if yeah. the Dodgers are going to go. But as far as like for the individual and the team, it's got to so, be Julio, right? Because Julio's a free agent at the end of the year. He wants the bag. He will get the bag probably no matter what, but if he goes out there and is dominant, then he secures that. If the Dodgers need a number one guy to be the ace, to be the lockdown, every time he goes, we've got a great chance to win the game. They don't have that guy right now other than Julio. He needs to step into that role both for the team and for his individual finances. So I, I think the definition, the reason why I wouldn't say a Mookie, the reason why I wouldn't say a Freddie, and the yep. reason why I actually wouldn't say a Julio is because I'm already expecting them to deliver. That I already kind of feel like I already know what Julio is going to bring. I already know what Freddie Freeman is going to bring. I already know what Mookie. There's some question marks after that. I think I got somebody else in mind that's going to be critical for them. All right, we'll do that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We were recording our Licky during the break, Al, and you're like, can, can the OKC game tomorrow night be the biggest game of the year? I, is Scott Foster going to be involved <laughs> again t- tomorrow night? Is he is he in the house? Foster and, is and Paul. Chris Paul going to be traded to the Thunder <laughs> in time <laughs> to make sure that that goes a certain way? I, I, look, I'm, I'm going to just kind of 
look over here and pretend I didn't see what happened, but 42 to 20. No, 46. 46, to thank you. 46 to 20. Yeah, that's weird. 14 to 4 in the fourth quarter. That's it was weird. fourteen to four in the fourth quarter, but it's not. That's the part that is weird. Mm-hmm. That it isn't. Give people the record that, and that the Chris Paul, weird, Scott that, Foster, the Chris Paul. I I think everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that when Scott Foster officiates a Chris Paul game, Chris Paul's team usually loses, like at a, at a rate that doesn't make any sense. In particular, in the postseason. Last night, D'Angelo Russell made a joke about it. You were saying, Slee, he's like, hey, Scott Foster, y'all, Scott Foster. It's like mm-hmm. the whole league, basketball fans know that Scott Foster and Chris Paul, odds of Chris Paul getting a call, odds of Chris Paul's team getting calls, the odds of Chris Paul's team winning are very, very low when he's involved in the game. And we all just kind of laugh it off. It's just it's very peculiar to me that that's not a bigger deal. Well, by the math, I think he has a 92% chance of losing Crazy. that game. Listen, stop reaching, okay? You just got. I mean, I saw. I know you're making a joke, but are you not? Saw, does it not bother you at all that there's a referee that has a personal vendetta against a player? That's not how it's supposed to go. The guy that I forget the guy's name, the Fred Van Vliet. Remember, he went on the press conference and just torched yep, that referee. It's amazing. They demoted that guy. Mm. Okay, so but Foster's like, yeah, give me another Chris Paul game, you lose. That's not how it's supposed to no, go. No, listen, I, I am joking around, but it's not it, it, it's not okay. I was doing this in the postgame show. Without knowing the Scott Foster, I know that there's some history there, but I'm not going into games looking at who's refereeing the upcoming game for the Lakers and, and if it's this Scott Foster versus Chris Paul. Postgame, I said it, I don't know how many different times. Lakers won the game because of free throws. Yeah. They they were plus 21 in free throws. You've done postgame shows? I've done post game shows. You don't really talk about forty six to twenty. It's a twenty six free drastic. throw difference. Part of me also was looking it up too because before even I, I'm doing, I'm in the middle of doing a post talking about this, blah blah blah, free throws. Monty Williams then has his presser, and Monty Williams laid in for a good minute and a half and said, and "I'm left. done," yeah. and he walked away. So it's it's. Um, I think Chris Paul said it was weird. I think that's mm-hmm. the because. He, he knows that everybody knows. There's no benefit in him, you know, saying he did it again. He did it again. The guy hates my guts. Yeah, that is because that, he, why? Why write that check when everybody already knows? Yesterday we were talking about best commissioners in sports. I think we we talked that Adam Silver's got a really at least compared to some of these other ones. You also do not want to have storylines coming out of games where you have a player saying uh, Scott Foster. It's Scott Foster. It, you, you don't want to have you don't want to have games where you have. Your your head coaches or your play players saying something's going on. Do you know? Do you know the the motion Luca made? There was something yesterday between the Luca and the Golden State Warriors. He went like this. Yeah, that's Luca. Okay, that's Luca doing that. But, that's not some random but, person doing that. And I'm not saying anything to it. What I'm saying is that perception. You do. You never want to have from a league perspective a perception of that guy has something personal against that guy. This league wants that team to advance. You never want to have that, of course. But it's the Luka thing I think is perfect because that was referee error. They, they screwed up last night. The, the referees screwed up the inbound play. They get, It was a mess. But that was bad refereeing on one night. There's no track record of that referee sticking it to Luca over and over and over again. And that that is the one that had everybody's attention. And the thing that was happening right across the street here, everybody's like, yep, that's just what happens with those two guys. 
it's it's deeply, deeply not okay, and it's odd. Who's the guy on the Dodgers that you think needs to overperform? So, okay, the, the argument that the Julio argument, he is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, right? And he is represented by Scott Boris. And there has been some kind of interesting narratives around how they've used Julio. Um, there also hasn't been conversations that it seems like, hey, look, guys, we're going to get a deal done with Julio. It's just a matter of time. But I expect Julio to be great. Why wouldn't I expect him to be great? He has been great for the Dodgers, even when whether Scherzer was there, whether Kershaw's healthy, whether Bueller's healthy, he's actually been the one that kind of has stood alone on his own as he's been the most consistent Dodger that showed up night in and night out. So I, I don't want to I don't want to overvalue his importance because I already feel like he's important. I already feel like he's going to come through. Mookie, I feel like is going to come through. Freddie Freeman, I feel like he's going to come through. Muncie, to me, is the name that sticks out of if Muncie can have a season, you got this is what you have to replace this year. And I'm not saying one person's going to do it. You got to replace Trey Turner. You got to replace Gavin Lux. You have to replace Justin Turner. And you have to replace, I'm not going to put say Cody. I, I, I think you do. I think you do. Okay. Then, then I just, <laughs> those are four really key players to the yeah. Dodgers. And you're hoping that Max Muncie. As, along with Will Smith and Chris Taylor and some of these, all these other players, but I think Muncy is the one that I wouldn't be shocked if Muncy had a season where he hit 35 home runs, batted 280, was just a really dangerous person in that lineup. I think he's going to be the most critical. He, he's important for sure, but I think it's Julio for because you left one part out about it. I, I expect him to be All Star caliber good too. I expect him to get the bag at the end of the season. I, he is going to get the ball on opening night against the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's their their number one guy. But it's the first time he's had to carry the weight of that. I think he can do it. I, I'm not saying that he's going to buckle under the weight of the expectations, but he's never had to do it. right? The, for the previous 10 years, Clayton Kershaw was the guy that took the ball on opening day. And if you needed a, a, a losing streak stopper, if you needed a guy that's like, hey, everybody relax, we got Kersh tonight – you knew you are going to win the game. And then last year, and maybe the year before that, it had transitioned into, if not officially on the opening day status, it had transitioned into Walker Bueller was that guy. Walker Bueller is the guy that takes the ball in the postseason. Yep. You go back to the World Series against the, the Rays, game, the Dodgers won it in game six, but I think even knowing that Walker Bueller was waiting to pitch game seven, Gave the Dodger players and gave the Dodger fans a that great comfort. deal of comfort knowing that our very best guy is, is waiting. waiting. Julio's your very best guy right now. He's never had to be. He was always the guy that, oh, wow, look at Julio's really carrying his weight. Now, he had expectations coming in. He's an incredibly talented guy. But to your point, this is a guy, we'll put him out of the bullpen. We'll use him as a middle guy. We'll use him as the closer in the World Series. That he was kind of a jack of all trades that you had here. And now this is, last year was the first season where they basically said, you're going to pitch every five days. You, you are just one of our most important pitchers, and we're going to treat you like it. Now they've actually elevated him a step beyond that, which is you are our most important pitcher. You, you're you going to be healthier than Kershaw. You're more experienced than May and, and Gonsolin. You're more reliable than Noah Syndergaard. This is the first time the weight of being that guy is on his plate, and I think that's significant. Do you feel, because I think the way you set it up was great, and I don't really feel like like the the mounting pressure on Julio – 
I don't really have kind of a, a hesitation that he can't step into that role and say, yeah, sounds good. I've been waiting for this. I think he has been waiting for it. Mm -hmm. I, and I think that brings it to the next thing, right, which is did the Dodgers kind of blow this a little bit? Did By doing all of the other things, hey, we need you to pitch out of the bullpen. They never asked those other guys really to do that. He mm -hmm. was – and. You know, at the time, it was, well, he can, he has, that his versatility allows them to do those things that, you know, there's a reason Otani had never pitched out of the bullpen until a couple of nights ago. It's not what he does. Mm -hmm. Julio had done all these things, but having the organization, having the team say, you're a guy, it's meaningful. They're mm -hmm. not, they haven't told him that until right now. It's been, you're one of our guys. Mm -hmm. but you're not our guy, and right now he has to be their guy. I, I think you're right. I think he's going to step up to it, but if they don't have him, now who does it go to? Kershaw is he's not healthy enough. Yeah, Bueller's unavailable. Yep. Dustin Gonsolin, May, you're kind of waiting he's, to he's see. I, I'm not sure what, he's he, what he is. Gonsolin, you have said, see, show, show me, me again. again. Show me again. Can I, can I ask you a question? Syndergaard is a is a re reclamation project. Is this a baseball thing, or is this just a Dodger thing? Why do I feel like the Dodgers have had players where the writing's on the wall and nothing, nobody can do anything about it? What do you mean? I feel like Seager, the writing was on the wall. I feel like Trey Turner, the writing was on the wall. And just the way we're kind of describing Julio, there's a little bit of, is the writing on the wall for Julio as well? And I feel like there's kind of like no way to stop it. And I don't feel like there's enough chatter and what the hell. No, you got to... Do everything you can to lock up this guy right now. Why? Why do I feel like there's a little bit of that? Julio with a, too. For there's a whole another reason to this too that the, because Julio Arias is Mexican and pitches in Los Angeles, and the Dodgers have such a heavy Mexican and Mexican American fan base. Yeah. He's an incredibly important part of not just being a really good team because he's awesome, but the culture of the team. He the, he brings a whole additional element to that that I think is really significant and important. I, I I feel better about him staying than Seager felt like he was leaving all along. That and it's when they made when they threw Trey Turner into that deal, you're like Seager's gone. So like, the writing was on the wall there for Seager. Mm -hmm. Turner, it the fact that no one said he's staying for sure or we're getting close. That the, the only thing you ever heard is he really loves the Dodgers, but he likes the East Coast. Mm -hmm. That was a bit of a tell. There's really not. There's nothing on Julio. Uh, this is the only thing he's known. This is a great city for him for yeah. all the reasons that we've talked about. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to pay him, right? It, look, if they nickel and dime him, which I don't think they do, he's going to leave. He's a Scott Boris client. He's going to get what's coming his way. I don't think the Dodgers are going to nickel and dime him. I think they'll pay him. I think he stays. I wouldn't bet my car on it, like you not getting a corn dog on the way out of uh, Disneyland. But I think he's more likely to stay than not because what what. Where do you want to go? Where, where are you going to go that is a better fit? Assuming the money is right, yeah. where are you going to go? What I guess my point is that, that you're playing with some fire here, right? Yeah. That you get to the – and listen, maybe it's all just part of negotiations. Maybe there will be a, there'll be a point at this season where it's like, hey, listen to what they're saying. Julio's making it sound like he's going to stay. The front office is making it sound like he's going to stay – but it has a similar narrative to, I think, what we saw with those other two players where there's nothing... You're not wrong. There's nothing definite there, you You're know? You're not wrong. No, it would be nice if, look, we're not even going to let him get there. They trouted it, right? And he's not trout, but if they said, we're not even going to let him get to free yeah. agency. We got this done. We did a five-year deal. It's worth, you know, 150... I don't know what the number is. 200 million. Mm -hmm. Great. We're done. He's going to be here for the next seven years. 
That would be a. It's kind of waiting nice, for that, and it's it's it wouldn't it, have been a. I guess to your, it wouldn't have been a surprise, and that it's not done. Maybe Boris guys hit the market though too. He gets his because once they're on the market, now it's oh it's crap. a bidding war. Oh crap! Yeah. don't let Cohen get in here. Sure, don't let Seidler get in here. Let's just get it done before. I I understand it, but risk too. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. I may have lost a bet, Emily. I think Slee might be talking himself into a corn dog on so the way good. out. Yes. <laughs> you come in, you're like, Trav. There's two dogs. things that I used to get third degree burns on eating. Hot pockets. Hot pockets and corn dogs. Pizza? You never that pizza right out of the box? Pizza if you're the at first least, stop from Domino's. You're not wrong. The the pizza is very <laughs> and then the cheese gets stuck on the roof of your mouth as it's burning it's you. It's like you're getting branded. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you get the Pizza Hut brand of the roof of your mouth. That's Again, this is funny. what you do. You get the you get the corn dog as you're leaving. Yeah. Uh, depending on where you park your car, you mm-hmm. you have it on the bus. You eat it while you're waiting in the like to on get the out of the park to get out of the parking lot. You're not allowed to eat in the bus. Okay. But as you're waiting, you know there's probably gonna be a line getting out of the parking lot because I don't know how long you're gonna stay. But you eat in your car on your way home. Okay. Can we just be honest here with each other? No. When you're on the bus. And you're on your way to the yeah. car. Yeah. You don't take a bite? Like, no, just not a, a chance. Small bite? I am a rule follower. Again, like this earlier today. You with, take with a the... bite. It's not that you're not a rule follower. It's just I take a sneaky self-control, bite. you know? Yeah. That's the, that, that's a breakable rule in my I might, in my I might do it sometimes in the line for the bus because it, like, cause I might be hungry and I'm smelling sure, it, but I sure. usually just put it in my backpack. So it's, this, this, this has a little bit to do with what we're talking about. There comes a point in your life where you realize there are rules that are there and you're supposed to follow the rules. I get it. I get it. And then there are rules like... A, this is a dumb rule, and no one's going to stop me if I break the yeah, rule. No one's going to stop right? me to go the get my second sample at Costco. The bus driver is not going to pull over on the side of the road <laughs> and, and do something about you eating. You're like You just realize, like this morning, I'm on the freeway. I'm coming up to work, right? And I, I'm going about 75, maybe a little bit closer to 80. Mm-hmm. And I realize I pull up right next to a highway patrol guy who's going about the same speed as I am. And we kind of look at each other, and it's like, 
Yeah, he's not going to stop me. No. Like, I'm just right on that edge because that's a lot of where it's raining. Like, he's got to get out of the rain. Like, he wants mm-hmm. somebody going 100. Mm-hmm. He's not looking for me. He's looking for you who's going a little faster than that. <laughs> that there's just those times you realize, like, I know where the line is, and this rule, I can break this one. Yeah, just don't be deal. crazy. Right. That's it. Just don't be crazy. Bus driver pulls over. Uh, ma'am. Did I see you take a bite of that corn dog back in row Q? At that also, point, all, I'm okay they were to get all kicked food off on the train and on the bus, and like I don't want everything to smell like everybody's food. You know, that's that's the issue. You, you are a a good citizen and a and a, a member of that society in, uh, that was following an airplane. I appreciate that. Just bring your tuna sandwich onto an airplane. What's the big Unbelievable. deal? Unbelievable. What's that? A salmon wrap? Cool. Heat it up and bring it on the airplane. Who says no? Blockbusters, according to something that Emily saw, may be making a comeback, right? They, uh, okay. Their website has been rebooted. Their Twitter account has been reactivated. Uh, and there obviously is still the one left in Bend, Oregon. But uh, they're, Emily, you're saying there may be kind of like a retro thing going so, on here? So here's where I think that this is the staging of a smallish comeback. So... I feel like it's something where they'll do. They'll they have the one in Bend, Oregon, but like they might add one in Los Angeles. They might so add that's one in the New York. only location right now is the it's last Bend one. Bend, Oregon. Oregon. Actually, my friend wow. who's visiting, she has a friend in Bend, Oregon. Oregon, so she has a blockbuster card still. So anyway, she showed it to me the other day. But anyway, I think millennials like to be nostalgic, like to be, look back on their um, you know their movie going days with their family. So I think that they could profit off of but is it a hipster ironic like hey yes. you know what we should do yes. let's go down to blockbuster and rent a dvd it'll be hilarious <laughs> yeah is that what it is it's kind of like that sometimes like the actual viewing is better like on a blu-ray or something like that um is, is kind of nice so like i go to the alamo draft house here in los in downtown los angeles and they have this thing called the video vortex attached to the movie theater where you can uh rent dvds and also rent dvd players slash blu-ray players and uh, I guess you just have to return them or whatever. But people use that all the time at that place. At the so for, that for that's going to be the key to it. I'm not I'm not opposed to you know you still got record shops. You still got like that yeah. stuff. And there is especially in certain the quality's better. It, but but forget the quality. There is a this is takes me back old school. This is unique. It's different. But what you just said about. I'm going to also need the device to play the DVD right. on. Like you got to, yeah. you got to rent all that. And if that's the case, and you're walking through a blockbuster, and, and, and there's only, let's say, there's one location in LA. Okay, I could see yeah. that. But if I could be talking out of my ear here. But don't all those video game systems play DVDs? I think they all do. Yeah, almost all of them. Like, so you have the device. Do you, you have a console in your house? No. No. Oh, okay. I don't either. Do not have. But what are your roommates? Do you have, do you have a male roommate? No, no, I used to have a male roommate. He oh. moved out. But and, think about that. Yeah. Not a lot of people. I know there's a lot of people that have gaming systems, but there's also a lot of people that don't. I'm going to need the actual. You got to. You can't just rent me the movie. You also got to rent me the system. Also, I would in a room to watch. Here's a screening room. <laughs> We're going to roll up a trailer, park it in front of your house. It's got the, well, the theater seats, the popcorn machine, store. the soda machine, the kid in the little paper hat that's dealing it out. The whole thing. thing. But I'm going to say uh, I would rent a VHS player because I do think that there is the nostalgic factor of watching something on something with a VHS player because it looks different. It looks like your old childhood movies like the Disney Channel. It's Disney called Blockbuster. 
Tonight, the tournament cranks back up again. Michigan yep. State and Kansas State get going in about two and a half hours from right now, but the big one is tonight, Gonzaga. UCLA, two versus three, 645 tonight. Um, UCLA's got a chance to go back to the Final Four. Gonzaga always seemingly in the, in mix. the mix to go yep. to the Final Four. There's history between UCLA and Gonzaga. You go back to Adam Morrison and oh, those yeah. teams a, a oh, few yeah. years ago. You go back. Who was the, the guy for Gonzaga that knocked down that – practically a half good Suggs was yeah, it? yeah he's on uh, he's on Orlando yeah. I think he knocked yeah. out a big shot like th- this is a really like if there were a game that was sexy as far as two really good teams well for college basketball two really good teams I good brands with history yeah this is the one yeah yeah I could see that and and I don't know how you're going to be at 6 30 tonight I don't know if you're going to go out of your way and you're going to watch Chilly it tonight I think for me if I was home tonight I, I would I would kind of yeah go back and forth kind of check out the score happy birthday to Kyrie Slee Kyrie turns 31 years old today 31st birthday for Kyrie Irving yeah you know it's funny younger than I thought it's about where I would have had him I don't know if I would have I would have thought right around 30 yeah you know it's he's done that thing where the first thing you think about when you hear his name is not that he's a good basketball player that's not a good place to be in like there are guys that you think of other like with LeBron James. Yeah. There's movies. There's his activism. There's a lot of things you think about. What do you think of LeBron? You're like, oh yeah, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Like mm-hmm. it's just he's a basketball player and a great one. Magic Johnson, who's been successful at ten thousand other things in his life. Hey, what do you think about? Him? Oh, you mean the guy that was on the Lakers that was awesome? Very with Kyrie's like, yeah, that dude's weird. It's Kyrie should have been. Arguably, every time you think about him, oh yeah, he the biggest shot in NBA Finals history. It was right up there. One of those. It was. It was one of think, those shots. Do you think he gets? Do you think there's a team this offseason? He becomes unrestricted free agent. You think he gets a max deal somewhere? Yes, I do. I now whether it's a good deal wow. or not is a totally different conversation. But look, the the line always is it only takes one. Right? You only have to have one person. The mm-hmm. other thing is. There are a lot of really crazy owners who do crazy things, yeah. and, they, and everybody thinks that, oh, no, 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 I know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. That guy's not Well, Russ, he got his fix. max contract and played with five teams in five years. It, it could happen mm-hmm. all over again. Today, 2007, Kobe Bryant scored 50 points for a fourth consecutive game, joining who else, of course, who's done that? The answer is always Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. <laughs> and Will Chamberlain is the other guy that's 54 Evans. in a row. Yeah, that Michael Damn. told me that I don't know eight nine years ago, and the answer is always who's the only player to blank? It's always Wilt Chamberlain if it's an NBA record, and Kobe in this case. Every time they throw up some of those historical stats that they have, and it has anything to do with points, rebounds, something like that, it's this player has done it. He's one of ten players to ever do it, and then seven of them are Wilt, <laughs> one Kareem, one Shaq. That's about what it is. Let's do a little super cross talk. <laughs> All right, for a couple of orders of business um, that we need to get to. First of all, happy birthday, Mace. Mace, your birthday? Thank you. 26 again? Uh, No, 58, (laughs) and I love it. All right, 58, and you love it. That's good. Any, Any plans? Uh, you know, I've got uh, dealer's choice on dinner tonight. I got it narrowed down to like five restaurants. I'm not sure which one. Does got... Juan make the ultimate decision? No, no. I, oh, okay. I, I guess I'm the dealer. That yeah. wouldn't make any sense. Would it? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm what, the dealer. You threw me off. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I guess I, it's okay. uh, player's What choice. are the five options? Uh, five options. Steak, seafood, Italian. Italian Mexican? 
No Mexican. No? Okay. I guess it's steak, seafood, Italian. Okay. I think those are, are you the, leaning one way or the other? Uh, I'm leaning seafood. There's a really cool place where we go to called Tangaroa Fish Market, and they do this crab broil mm. where it's got like uh, oysters and crab and mussels sure. and fish and all. I mean, all this and it. They, it's in a net and you cut oh, it yeah. open. Oh, that's the best. There, 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 there's potatoes and corn. Potatoes in there. and yep. corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, Mace has that. nine reservations on open table. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. Oh. He's gonna have to cancel. So eight we have of to them. bail on something. Bail the, on something. Those but. boils like that, those are so good. Oh, so They're good. so good. They we could... used to have clam bakes when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Oh, clam bakes were the best. I, so as a L.A. native, this was something completely foreign to me. Yeah. Right? And then I went to New Orleans for the first time, and they brought out a crawfish boil. Mm. Oh, yeah. And they bring it out of the pot, and they make the, and they cut the bag open. It goes all over the table. Yeah, I've never had like, that. Where's, awesome. Where's this been my I whole need life? that yeah. setup. Oh, yeah. my God. It's amazing. I should go to where. I should go Tangaro where. Fish Market. Unsolicited plug. Great place. Great spot. You uh, you Juan and Alan go out. To yeah, Al, you want to come over for a little uh, crab bro? <laughs> it sounds pretty I'm just good. at the table right next to them. Juan, I won't say a thing. Yeah, I won't yeah. say a thing. Just dig in, dig in. Did Did you happen to tell Juan the uh, IV story that you asked about yesterday on Ask Travis? Because I know he's a, he and I were at Santa Barbara at the exact same time. Right. Oh, the when's the last? Well, the, the drunkest I ever was in IV. That was uh, your will, question, uh, right? What? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, Juan says that at. Uh, UCSB, he majored in accounting and drugs. Those were his two. Those were popular majors. classes. So, so I, there were many, his many. Emphasis stories. was on yeah. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. He was a minor drugs. in accounting. Yeah, minor in accounting. Exactly right. So, no, he partied a lot. Well, right. by, by the way, were you surprised that that was the story? I still, to this. Yesterday he explains the story. AK, I don't know if you got a chance to hear it. Did you hear my answer, Mace? I didn't. I texted that to Emily. I don't even know the answer. Should I tell it again? Yeah, yeah. Set it up. Set it up. So I was 19, Mm -hmm. and I got my hands on my first ever fake ID. Nice. Okay. At 19? At 19. Wow. Yeah, I was a rule follower until... Until then, we Quite started the younger. Yeah, I didn't go to a bar till I was twenty-five. I wanted to make sure I could have. A, I could rent a car too. So it's the first week of school. Everybody filters back up to to Santa Barbara, and I have this ID. Yep. And Juan will remember these places. There's a place called Javon's that was like sandwiches and burgers, but Cap. they had very cheap pitchers of beer. Got it. So we started with cheap pitchers of beer mm-hmm. at Javon's. Then we moved over to the Grad. Okay, it was called The Graduate. Okay. And they had a thing. I forget what night of the week it was. Wednesdays or Thursdays. It doesn't matter. And they had a thing that was called Countdown. And at 8 o'clock, you would get one drink for $2. Okay? Okay. At 9 o'clock, you would get two drinks for $2. Okay. 10 o'clock, you would get three drinks for $2 all the way until they closed at midnight. Wow. The drinks would get cheaper the deeper into the night that you would go. So what, 11 you'd get, o'clock? You'd get four drinks for four $2. Four drinks <laughs> So it got wow. That's a recipe for nothing <laughs> yeah, going Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that, that sounds crazy. So that this is the beginning of this story, not a huge surprise. So we go to, to Countdown. Uh, like I said, we've just gotten back to school, so I had bought some new clothes going back to school that year, and I bought a pair of shoes that I liked a great deal. They were like... I, don't remember the brand, but I liked them a lot. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. new, nice new shoes for me. Very excited to wear them out one of the first nights that were there. Go to the Javons. Go to Countdown. Have way too many four-for-ones at this point, and I decide it's time for me to go home. Yeah. I go back to my apartment that I've been in for two or three days. Misplaced my keys. They're gone. Can't find them. I'm like, well, looks like I'm sleeping on the front porch right, until my right. roommate comes home. 
fall asleep and I don't know, could have been an hour, could have been 10 minutes. Wake back up, door still locked. My, I'm, I'm cold. I have to find a place to go right. to sleep. Keep in mind, I have a car at Santa Barbara, but I, this never crosses my mind to go to my own car. I say, I'm going to go get into my roommate's car to okay. sleep. His car is unlocked. I get into the back seat. Unfortunately, I uh, get sick. Yep. Okay. So okay. the next morning, in his I go roommate's to him, car. Back of the roommate's I, car. I, I go to my my buddy. I'm like, listen, man, I'm really sorry, but this is what happened. I'm going to clean it up. I'll get it detailed. I, I, and he's like, oh man, you're such a blankety blankety. Yeah. You, you know what's the matter with you? And he goes goes to get his car. He comes back. He goes, there's nobody in my car. <laughs> Really? I'm like, wait, what? no. There, there oh, were, you need to go. You need to go look again. Oh, I 100 percent was in your car. I yeah, know it was your car. And he goes back. And goes, Trav. There's nothing in my car. I look down, like three or four cars down the parking lot. The exact same car. Just a stranger's oh, car. No, stranger's car. <laughs> the exact same. Ralph in a stranger's, stranger's car. car. And at some point in the night, I lost my shoes. Still to this day, they never turned up. In the they uh, never in the great ever, tradition of Bobby. I was yep. just going to say they never turned up. But I left the evening with my shoes on, unlike Bobby. But they just disappeared you know, at some point. I wonder if that bar took- is still doing that special. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they are. It's a classroom now. Uh, it's it's it an really? off-campus like, so lectures learned there. Yeah, you yeah. probably <laughs> took the shoes off before getting in the car because you didn't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to scuff up the floor mats. Yeah, that's how it was. So that's the answer to the yeah. question. You can wow. share that with uh, with one. We had a uh, today's National Chip and Dip Day. Oh yeah, and Emily came unglued because Taylor chose Cheetos. She insists that those are not a chip. She's a no. They're not a chip. Cheetos aren't a chip. I was thought they were a chip. They're on the chip Flamin rack. Hot at the gas Cheetos. Stations. Yeah, I always so thought they were a chip. They're not a chip. Cheetos They're are not a, a chip. They're a little wad of cheese. They're not a <laughs> There's chip. not an ounce of cheese anywhere near those Yeah, things. well, I mean, ch- cheese chemical product. Yeah. No, but I mean, those are not a chip. So you would have thought in your head immediately, yeah, that can't be in the that can't be in the draft or category of a chip? Instantaneously. Really? Cheetos not a chip. I would have never thought that. They're a chip. Emily feels so good they're, right now. Look at her. Chip. Look at her smile. They're on the there. gas station chip feels rack. So they're good. a chip. They're like an adopted chip. Like, <laughs> right. they're in the chip family, but they were adopted, or they're almost like a pet. They're like a pet in the chip world because, you know, like humans raise a different animal, but they're part of the family. <laughs> because, like, so it's like, like a wolf raising a straight child. 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 Yeah, child I mean, they're, they're, like, they're like the cocker spaniel of the chip world. Because, I mean, they, they are, you're correct, yeah. in that aisle. Yeah. But you don't functionally use them in any way that you normally would use it's a chip. A chip. But right. when you go through the gas station, you put the gas I in would the car, you go inside, you grab a Coke or a coffee or whatever it is, and you want a little salty snack, all of those same things are on the same pretzel's shelf. Pretzel's not right, a chip. But that, sure it is. Right, no, but I would say pretzel's not a chip. I fall thing, on though, that one. You're actually... You're conflating the chip rack with the salty rack. Like, all of these things are actually just salty snacks. They're not chips. So is a Pringle a chip? Yes. Pringle is a chip. Pringle is a chip. Not, not according to the U.S. government. It's corn, uh, she just pointed, corn nuts, not a chip. Yeah, and, this yeah, is and they're on the same salty rack as the- as Pringles, as defined by the case Big Chip v. Pringles, yeah. has to identify as a crisp. Was there actually is, a there, lawsuit? There was. That, that's a legal thing. <laughs> like, it's functionally the same thing. Like, they're, they're not crisp. fooling anyone. Crisp. Like over big lays, they're not fooling anybody. You know that what that chip, the Pringles chip, the shape of it is like duck lips. Hectabalon, a hectabalon is that hmm. actual 
That I made wavy. That up. I totally made that up. I'm sure it has guy, a shape. I'm sure it has a shape. I'm sure the name. If you didn't say you made it up, I would be telling people after the show. Well, this, I don't know if you know about this. Still want to know what it's a waxy Yeah. And then like that. Yeah, no, Pringles, the best. Really? I love Pringles. Pringles, I, oh, I, yeah. I told him oh. that was in my list. That was my yeah, part Pringles of my Pringles on my Pringles power rankings for sure. Why not yeah. just eat like wax lips or sex wax or something like that? Because I can't buy I... them in the chip aisle. They're not salty. They're not there. not salty. Okay, I, I got an NBA question for you guys. Um, last night, the Lakers beat the Suns. Good. Yes. They needed it desperately. Scott Foster, Chris Paul, the whole here we go again. Forty-six yep. to twenty, Slee? Is that what it is? Forty-six free throws for the Lakers. Forty-six to twenty. Fourteen to four in the fourth quarter. Yep. Monty Williams and, walks out with his presser. He and, just goes forty-six twenty. See ya. And it was Scott Foster and Chris Paul. Yep. All over again. Sure. Why do we just accept that as? the price of the business in the end. Oh, like boy. That is, here we go no, no, no. that is deeply we need conspiracy theory not music. okay and we just kind of shrug our shoulders like yep scott foster for got this, him again look it's for the same reason that the nba will both shoot down conspiracy theories about the draft and frozen envelopes and stuff like that but also make sure that we never stop talking about it it's it's a long season man you need things to talk about over the course of a year. year this is in, a talking point yes. designed yes. by the NBA. Yeah. I'm not saying it's designed by the NBA. I'm saying this is the reason why you don't do the obvious thing, which is don't let Scott Foster <laughs> referee games that Chris Paul is in. Like it's an easily solved problem, right? If you actually want to solve it. But why don't they want to solve it? I guess is my question because I, I understand narratives. I understand you want eyeballs. I understand yeah. you want storylines. I get it. But it inherently alters the spirit of competition. I don't know. I mean, he never wins when that guy's right, on the it court. It is true. He never wins. He, 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 it's some. What'd you say the record? You said it was like one. It in was. 12 it was or... one in twelve in the but, playoffs. It's one in twelve. Right. But here's Chris the Paul's thing, on good teams. They're not going one in twelve against anybody. I mean, everybody says that except Chris Paul also has a reputation as the guy that can never get it done, and you can't build a team around him because I, he's too small as a point guard I, to do this stuff. Andy, I'm with you on all of that. I'm not saying he can't have a losing record. I'm not saying he can't lose the series My every time. My point is, people would say he doesn't need Scott Foster's help. He can choke this thing away himself. <laughs> yeah, no, Thank you very much. Not, you can't point. have this both ways. It's altered. It's altered. Look, the two of them are miserable people. <laughs> right. They don't. Who they just each other. don't like each other. Right. Right. And uh, and we all have people in the in your workplace that yes. you just don't like. I agree with you, but you also don't have somebody in your workplace that where the dynamic is one person has an incredible amount of power to dictate the outcome to you, and you have no recourse for it just because it's personal like that. It, where it's supposed to be John equitable. threw a trophy! <laughs> yeah, no, it's but true. But where it's supposed to be equitable. The idea of these things is there's going to be mistakes, it may be slightly tilted one way or the sure. other, but it's so remarkably I, lopsided. I just think they need to go to HR. <laughs> just go to HR and work it out. That's how you take care yeah, of it. Yeah, that's how I would handle it. No, I mean, hey, we'll, we'll take it. I, I'm not throwing <laughs> we'll totally it back. It. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm yeah. not throwing it back, but I guess I guess I'm alone in this. And one. And he's got some fancy explanation that he's going to tell, oh, no, 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 no. tell you later on. No, no, no. He's going to tell you later on. So fair, it, fair. it takes about five minutes, but it's it really good. really doesn't take that long. Yeah. It just took you <laughs> five minutes to read it. it oh, you was wrote a it out. Very long text. You want me to show you the, the bubble of the text? It ain't <laughs> yeah. that long. Dude, let me ask you this. Do you have to scroll through it along no. the way? No. 
So it's it fits in one screen. It, it does fit in, in one screen. Okay. <laughs> Here, slow over reader. See, my mind okay. went numb. <laughs> see in the, the big, midst of it. Okay, see the larger of the yes. two blue squares. Yeah. that's yeah, the whole that's thing. Not, right. That's, that's not very long. You okay? No, that's not long. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's not that long. No, it's not. It's long for it's me. It's a lot. I, I would read TLDR. probably half of it. I'd stop. Go get something to eat. Supposed to be short, right? You don't. You're not. I'm Momo's. Even Momo's text messages are short. She's very succinct on text. On text, yes, Yes, she is. Okay, I will say this. You're wrong. If I, I know different. (laughs) If I'm going to send a long text, then I pick up the phone. I just call him. Right, like yeah. instead of the long text, I don't want to talk to you on the phone. No, I would rather I I want to talk hit to the, the red button and say, "Text back what?" Yeah, what? but you <laughs> exactly. would you would rather write a long text than just have the conversation with somebody. I don't want to have a conversation with anybody. Yeah, I just don't. I, I hate yeah, texting I don't for that. No, please don't. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> don't call me. I mean, I'm just gonna be. Don't call me. I'm not answering the phone. Slee's going to Disneyland this afternoon with his nieces. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, right. Happiest after. place on earth. The Sleases. So, <laughs> I haven't been since pre-COVID. Have you been in a while? I, you know, I'm not a Disneyland guy. I know I work for Disney, all that Why stuff. Not? I don't have kids. I'm not a. Eh, yeah, not even just a kids nice everywhere walk, screaming, and they got ears Juan, on. Juan's a fan or not? The Matterhorn, whatever the hell's going on here. Not, not into it. Should put that in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Mason for Disneyland. There goes that live endorsement. <laughs> uh, so now you're you a. You like Disneyland? No, I, he's I'm, on your team. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with not going, but this—they've never been. They're already down there now. So to, today, I'll look forward to. Plus, I don't have to be there right when it opens, all the way till it ends. You have to say stay, a stay for the fireworks. No, I don't think they'll be staying that long. They got to drive back to San Diego tonight, so I think they'll leave before. Yeah, I took then. my niece to Disneyland once. It was like a friggin' hostage. <laughs> I, I mean, a hostage situation. It was so. I, I mean, I, I just cannot do it. Summer? You know. uh, no. Okay. You're saying summer? No, I'm saying was it in the middle of the summer when you guys it went? It was whenever it was. That's it brutal. Sucks. So the, the that's summer brutal. Disneyland trip is a more arduous adventure. Because it's really packed, it, right? And it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really it's hot. hot and it's hard to find shade and air conditioning. Yeah. But right, Slee, you'll have a good time. $14 waters. How old are your nieces and nephews and all that? Uh, eight and six are eight these two six. nieces. They're great at that age. There. So... I say that no matter how old the kids are. <laughs> how old are your kids, Annie? Uh, I only have one, and she's going to be 12. Yeah, April. that's a great, great age. at that age. That's such a fun age. How about 22, 19, and 17? Oh, that's so much that's fun. So, cute. <laughs> so, so adorable They're just at that adorable. Age. Yeah. You just want to pick them up and snuggle them nonstop. Super crosstalk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.